0: summer is here and we're as busy as ever at the dsr network our podcast schedule has expanded to include the dsr daily brief dsr foreign policy dsr politics the dsr spy show words matter foreign office with michael weiss next in foreign policy and the secret life of cookies to celebrate our expansion we're bringing you this special offer through the month of june membership is 50 percent off Members receive an ad-free listening experience, bonus content across all of our podcasts, an evening newsletter, an invitation to join the DSR Slack community, and more. To take advantage of this offer, visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code DSRexpands, all one word. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code DSRexpands. Thank you for your support. It's June 21st, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Chris Cotnor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. President Biden has declared the battle between democracy and autocracy to be the defining struggle of his time. But as the New York Times reports, When he rolls out the red carpet on the South Lawn of the White House for Prime Minister Narendra Modi of India on Thursday morning, Mr. Biden will effectively call a temporary truce. In granting Mr. Modi a coveted state visit, complete with a star-studded gala dinner, Mr. Biden will shower attention on a leader presiding over democratic backsliding in the world's most populous nation. Mr. Modi's government has cracked down on dissent and hounded opponents in a way that has raised fears of an authoritarian turn not seen since India's slip into dictatorship in the 1970s. Yet, Mr. Biden has concluded, much as his predecessors did, that he needs India despite concerns over human rights, just as he believes he needs Saudi Arabia, the Philippines, and other countries that are either outright autocracies or do not fit into the category of ideal democracies. At a time of confrontation with Russia and an uneasy standoff with China, Mr. Biden is being forced to accept the flaws of America's friends. Al Jazeera has the latest as the war in Ukraine enters its 483rd day. President Vladimir Zelensky said Ukraine's forces were destroying Russian forces in the two main areas of the conflict in the east and south of Ukraine. Additionally, Russia launched a major drone assault on Kyiv and other cities, Ukrainian officials said, with air defense systems shooting down 28 out of 30 Iranian-made Shahed drones. Ukraine's defense ministry said the European Union will train 30,000 soldiers this year as part of the EU military assistance mission for Ukraine. And finally, Russia's defense minister Sergei Shogu claimed Ukraine planned to strike Crimea with long-range HIMARS artillery and storm-shadow missiles and warned that Moscow would retaliate if that happened. Russia annexed Ukraine's Crimean Peninsula in 2014. The BBC reports that President Vladimir Zelensky has acknowledged battlefield progress has been slower than desired weeks into Ukraine's military offensive to recapture areas occupied by Russia. Some people believe this is a Hollywood movie and expect results now. It's not, he told the BBC. What's at stake is people's lives. Ukraine says its counteroffensive has reclaimed eight villages so far in the southern region of Zaforygia and Donetsk to the east. Mr. Zelensky said the military push was not going easily because 77,220 square miles of Ukrainian territory had been mined by Russian forces. The Ukrainian leader again made the case for Ukraine to receive US-made F-16s and said he believed fighter pilots could start training as soon as August and that the first jets could arrive in six or seven months' time. Elsewhere, Reuters reports that China hit back on Wednesday after US President Joe Biden referred to President Xi Jinping as a dictator, saying the remarks were absurd and a provocation In an unexpected spat immediately following efforts by both sides to lower tensions. Biden's comments came just a day after U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken visited Beijing to stabilize bilateral relations that China says are at their lowest point since formal ties were established. The reason why Xi Jinping got very upset in terms of when I shot that balloon down with two boxcars full of spy equipment in it was that he didn't know it was there, Biden said. That's a great embarrassment for dictators. That wasn't supposed to be going where it was. It was blown off course, Biden added. A Chinese foreign ministry spokesperson said Biden's remarks were extremely absurd and irresponsible. Expressing China's strong dissatisfaction, foreign ministry spokesperson Mao Ning said Biden's comments seriously violated facts, diplomatic protocol, and China's political dignity. According to reporting from the BBC, news that noises have been picked up in the hunt for a missing submersible have offered a glimmer of hope that the five men on board are alive. The sounds were picked up by sonar buoys in a massive rescue operation, which is racing against time to find the Titan in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, where it was lost on a deep-sea voyage to the Titanic wreck three days ago. Underwater operations have been relocated to investigate the noises, the U.S. Coast Guard has said, but so far they haven't found anything. U.S. authorities say the noises were heard at half-hour intervals for about four hours on Tuesday, according to reports by several outlets. Deep-sea experts the BBC has spoken to say it is hard to determine what the noises might be without seeing the data, but it is possible they could be short- Sharp, relatively high frequency noises made from within the vessel by hitting a hard object against the end of the sub. Frank Owen from the Submarine Institute of Australia says he is confident based on the information available, the sounds are likely coming from inside the vessel. If there was a 30 minute interval, it's very unlikely to be anything but human related, he told the BBC. According to LeMond, clashes between rival gangs at a women's prison in Honduras left at least 41 people dead on Tuesday. The violence took place at a prison some 25 kilometers north of the capital, according to police spokesman Edgardo Barahona, who put the preliminary toll at 41 women, though it was unclear if they were all inmates. According to Delma Ordonez, who represents family members of the prisoners, members of a gang had entered the cell of a rival group and set it on fire. That part of the prison was completely destroyed, she told the media. The CIFAS Correctional Facility in Tamara held some 900 inmates, said Ordonez. Honduras is a country racked by corruption and gangs that have infiltrated even the top levels of government. Along with neighbors El Salvador and Guatemala, Honduras forms Central America's so-called Triangle of Death, plagued by the murderous gangs called Maras that control drug trafficking and organized crime. In lighter news from the Washington Post, for the past 95 years, Virginia Oliver's morning routine has been much the same. She applies red lipstick, puts on her fishing gear, and just before daybreak, she boards a boat. Then for several hours straight, she hauls lobster traps. All my life I've been doing this kind of thing, said Oliver, who turns 103 on June 6th. I never get seasick. Around her hometown of Rockland, Maine, Oliver is seen as a celebrity of sorts. Everywhere I go, people stop me and talk to me and say they saw me on TV and all that, said Oliver. Her friends call her Ginny, but most people know her as the Lobster Lady. Since her husband died in 2006, Oliver's son Max Jr., 80, has been her lobstering partner. They have about 400 traps between them, and they sell the lobsters to the Spruce Head Fisherman's co-op. If you have a strange but true story that you'd like to share, please email us at podcasts at The, the story should come from a reputable news source and be verifiable. If we use the story, we'll include a shout-out to the person who sent it. That's all the news I have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip topic or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at the Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. If you'd like more in-depth analysis of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes and tune in to our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.